Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And joining us again is my lovely wife, Lauren. She's watched all the same things I watched this week. And, and she's I have nothing better to do with my time right it's now. It's true. It's true. This is breaking your monotony. Yeah, right. At least you know it's Tuesday because you're recording this podcast. Yes. <laughs> By the time it's Thursday, you won't remember what day it is again. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what we're what we're all what we're all dealing with. Uh, so this week, I got down to a little bit of a of a of a home project uh, of a podcast project. Uh, at that, I, I a big one. Yeah, me and Jay had redone the studio about about four months ago. Um, we repainted some of the walls. We got it set up to do some stuff, and we kind of did like one side right. of the room. And then that side, because there was so much other clutter, so much, so much more shit in here. You were just were not happy. I wasn't happy. I, I didn't want to put any of this on 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 camera. I didn't want. I, I and it was also I didn't want to work in here. Right. I hated working in here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like now that we're all working from home and stuff like that. If you is have it a, harder to stay motivated? You think because you're getting no, to, just distracted? Cluttered space, cluttered mind. Like that's right, that, right. that. That was like my thought process. So like. I took the day on Sunday. I I built a bar for us to use for movie cocktails, and then I also built some shelves to put some stuff up because everything was like down low, like and there was all these like yeah. little action figures and stuff that was down low. The dog kept knocking it over. The kid kept <laughs> knocking it over. Some of the stuff was just unnecessary that it's out. So I I put some some stuff in storage. Other stuff I put out. And your wife helped you paint a wall. My wife helped me paint a wall. I built some shelves. Oh. I built a bar and. We, we put it all together, and it is so much more organized yes. now, and it is a space that I feel Jay, there's like, open space in here yeah, now. It is. Like, uh, I can now, like, today when I was bored at work, I had my weights out because I yeah. had nothing else to do. So, and I have the space to do it, and I have the space to do it. So Good. I was just like, I was like, and, and I feel so much better while working in here, while I'm editing the podcast, while I'm recording the podcast, or while I'm working from home for, for work. Like, I felt more productive today because. The, the space around me was was more organized and just pleasing to to be in ultimately so um that, that, that was my project so uh now the next project will be uh getting a new laptop because uh as i was trying to edit videos recently my my laptop kept closing adobe <laughs> premiere <laughs> I'd get I'd, I'd pull a video down. Well, Adobe is is huge. I mean, like you know, that takes up a lot of space and energy on a on a laptop, and, it, and that's an old it's an older laptop. So uh, it's mean, only about three years old. It's not it's not like that oldest, but these were cheap laptops. Like, yes, like these yeah. were like we just moved in and we didn't have computers. What did we pay? Two for three hundred dollars. No, oh my god, two laptops yeah, that, for five hundred dollars. Two hundred. Yeah, two laptops for five hundred dollars. Right. So two fifty. Yeah, that's not going to be able to handle video. So no I was way. editing a video and like I, I went to like export like like my first edit where I was just syncing up the the audio and the video and stuff and it's just like it's like the first edit that that I do before I go in. And I'll layer it and add some other stuff in after I do that. And I went to basically export the video, and Adobe was just like, nope. nope. <laughs> as soon as I was exporting it, it would like stop at a certain point, and then it like it would just be like not responding. And then uh, Windows would pop up and be like, this program's having a little bit of trouble. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you think? 
You fucking think? So I, I still I am not able to get a video done. So uh, I'm going to, with my stimulus check, purchase a purchase a new laptop. I got one picked out, ready to go. Just waiting for them. Which which one are you selling for? The uh, Surface? No, no, I'm not going to get the Surface. I found one that's uh, more cost effective, uh, just as powerful. I'm getting a gaming laptop, so um, it. Uh, It'll have oh. it'll it'll have the juice behind it, and it and it, I'm not paying for the for the brand name of Microsoft being on sure. it or 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 Apple or anything like that. But I, I do have something I do have something picked out, and uh, as soon as as soon as I get them Donald Trump ducats, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be buying myself a laptop, stimulating the economy. <laughs> while, nice. While, while stimulating myself simultaneously as I <laughs> as I open that thing and I smell that that, that <laughs> brand new electronic smell. God, yeah. it's such a fucking lovely smell when you get something <laughs> it is a good brand smell. new. Like, and like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> if it had a, if it had a port, I would take it to Pound Town. Oh my! <laughs> so, Jamie, what'd you get down to doing this week? Did you do anything fun, interesting? I was just telling uh, Lauren in pre-production that every fucking day is the exact same. No, say day. in the green room. You were telling same Lauren routine, in the green room. Same <laughs> everything. <laughs> I was telling Lauren in the green room that like every day, every day is the same. I know. I love saying that shit. But no, honestly, like, it's just more sillier group chat stuff. Like, you know, conversations with friends are just getting more and more weird and more and more silly. And uh, Friends? What are those? My wife's my only friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I have other friends other than uh, you. I'm sorry, I, I baby. I don't talk to anybody. There's no one to talk to. I mean, I talk to my friends in podcasting and stuff online from time to time. They're your I did. I did have Jay Barishaw tell me to take him out of a yeah. conversation on Twitter. Yeah, look at that. That was fun. And really? I was like, yeah. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. I was in a <laughs> How conversation. Did that I, I, I was in a conversation with, with another podcast about, like, movies that that, that uh, not everybody loves, but, but we quite enjoy. Uh, so, so I was talking with Monday Night Carlo, and, and he was just saying that like Fanboys is a movie that that he he enjoys, but it's not something that's like universally loved. And he kind of you know he kind of added uh, Dan Fogler in it and and Jay Baruchel and like just some people that were involved in the movie. So and he just kind of like add like added him right right uh, during the, uh, his comments. Essentially. Right. So we were having right. a conversation, and Jay Baruchel just like jumps in, and he's just like. In the most polite Canadian way possible, while still also <laughs> being like a dickhead, slightly being a dick. You know, he was just like, "Would you kindly remove me from this conversation, please?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's so fucking wow. Canadian to be so rude, but like so polite, so, poli- so, poli- so pleasant." It's not yeah. really rude though. No, no, it's, yeah. it's just he it, just it, doesn't want to be. It's like no exclamation point that. That, that, that. And there was a tone. There and a one tone. thing you learn now, especially when you're working in work from home and everything is through email and I am, right. but email you learn, there is a tone on your email, so make sure there isn't a tone. Right. And there was totally a tone on his guy. My big problem message. is right. in the program we work in in work for estimating, uh, we have to use caps to make our notes. It's just it's just part of the rules. So then I'll switch over to email. And, and you're still in your And caps. I'll be like, sounds good! <laughs> <laughs> we get that all of the time. And, and I'll get people who are just like, all right, calm down. No need for the tood. And mm-hmm. it's just like, and then I have to like write an entire paragraph explaining why I'm responding in all caps because I am too lazy to hit cap locks. And then See, so I don't like, like the way all caps looks together. <laughs> yeah. 
so I always make sure I go back and take it off because it's just one button right. click away. My, my big thing is when a superior tells me like that they'll tell me something that I should be doing, mm-hmm. and I'll respond with understood instead of just like yes or okay or stuff. Like understood means like that I've, I've taken in what you said and I'm gonna apply it. Yeah, right, that's kind of right, dickish right. though. Yeah. So so but no but it, what's dickish? The word understood is not dickish. It's when I do it in all caps. All caps. Understood. understood. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, for me, it's for me. I know with my new job, like it's the classic. Like my boss and I are completely different people. Um, like me, very similar with how I talk, very short and sweet and to the point. Exactly how I type, if not worse. Like I am very short. There's and sweet ums and and, and, and lip smackings in your typing too. Da, da, no. da, 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 da. <laughs> That's how I text. That's how I text. But my but my emails, it's they're they're just I'm very very short and sweet and to the point. And he is not. He's very in depth, very detail oriented. You know, explains in detail. And I'm like, my God, this is like a thing of beauty. I need to like take a photo of this and just <laughs> hang it, mm-hmm. hang it next to my computer so I can. Uh, well, that's you know, a good have manager a because when you when you're like, oh yeah, I, I didn't do that thing, and he's like, really? Because it was pretty explicitly said in my email. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh right, yeah, I can't. Yeah, there's there's no, it's it's all on me. But yeah, for sure. There, it's if if something happens. I know for a fact I dropped the ball. <laughs> but another fun artistic fact is for me, I actually um, have thought about getting into photography again. Oh. Since this, because so this is his new shtick for luring ladies in. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Can I take your picture? Hey. Uh, can I take your picture? I, I need one with a student in it. <laughs> I'm not really a model type of photographer. I like, I like. I like nature and I like architecture right. and stuff like that and I like black and white. You know, that's my kind of style. So, for me, I just felt like I'm gonna take my old film camera out and my uh, my iPhone okay. and just kind of explore, like go into woods, just go in some random areas, now, go for a are drive. You, are you gonna develop just, these yourself, like in a dark room? You're gonna make a dark room and stuff like that? <laughs> I can't. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna get that deep into okay. it. Okay. Oh, not. I'm just wondering because like you can't you can't go to Walgreens with your dick pics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say he can still develop his film, but it well, takes Well, if, if you weeks go to a professional, now. yeah, if you go to a professional store like Bucks County Photo, whatever, you just name the only one in existence in, yeah, in right. Bucks County. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they're used to professional, tasteful news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You, know. you like so, the way you, you like the way I added girth with the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, about that lighting. <laughs> you like that camera angle right there, that upshot? <laughs> I had to tie a rubber band around it to make it just the right amount of veiny. Ew. Uh. Oh, the humanity. It's, it's all bulgies like a moose. Oh. Uh, man, so I never thought about that, Dave. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Over on Twitter, uh, I did put up a question of the week. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? just raises too many questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. The answer to the ultimate question of life 
the universe and everything. All right, so this question of the week, uh, we were t- me and Jay did a Patreon episode recently uh, about Judge Dredd, and uh, we did we did Judge Dredd and Dread 3D, and we we made a cocktail for it. Uh, if you're not a patron, then you can check out Epic Film Guys live stream for the Cure, where I will be sharing that cocktail and discussing Dread 3D and Judge Dread with Nicholas Haskins over there from the Epic Film Guys. So you'll be able to check that out. That'll be May 14th that I am doing that there with him uh, at 9 and 10 p.m. I will be on there. I'll also be doing a Name That Tune in 8 Bits as well, so which, oh. will, which, will, which will be fun. Uh, so, But anyway, I put up a picture of Judge Dredd and Batman because I was flipping through a lot of my Judge Dredd comics and I came across... It's a good photo. Yeah, I, I, came, I cre- came across this comic and it was it was uh, drawn by Simon Billsley. So if you're a comic fan, you know you know Billsley's art. It's, it's a little crazy. It's a very, very 90s, very like heavy metal uh, album cover esque uh that's that's the way simon billsley draws and it, it's it's from the book judgment on gotham where batman and judge dread uh, cross paths cross swords if you will <laughs> <laughs> or in this case cross chins because mm. it's a picture of judge dread and batman nose to nose chin to chin and i took out the words and i asked everybody to write what they thought the exchange was between dread and batman so of course uh, oh as always tooting my own horn i <laughs> I, I did put up my own uh, so i put up that dread was saying you know what they say about guys with big chins and batman replied with the bigger the chin the larger the runway for a dude to drag his balls across <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one uh drew from the real feels podcast said dread i am the law batman i am the knight and together they both say all state <laughs> steve from everything i learned from movies said dread stated i challenge you to a duel and batman responds with agreed chins at dawn since <laughs> <laughs> so they both have right. very That's prominent good. chins uh paul from the countdown pod said you had me until the ears so he believes that dread mm. is just kind of making fun of the whole outfit the whole the whole get up of of batman right. which i think would be something dread would do another one that uh that, that i put up in response to, to someone else's uh so Justin said that our face masks are useless, is what he said. Uh, I responded to him that Dredd should say something along the lines of, you owe me child support for our love child, Rob. Mm-hmm. Implying Rob Schneider from Judge Dredd in 95. Come on, give me a break, Judge uh, Dredd. Dredd? God. <laughs> Film Lost over on Twitter said, Batman says, Stallone. Dredd says, Clooney. Batman says, Schneider. <laughs> Dredd says, O'Connell. Batman says, Helmet off. Dredd says, Batnips. Batman, oh, shit, you in. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of talking about the worst bits of all right. their movies. That one's my favorite so far. Gorilla Brain Podcast said, Batman, how many movies are you up to? Dredd, two. Batman, not bragging, but 11. and then finally we have cinematic blind spots who said my mom's name is martha too martha why did you say that name martha why did you say that name (laughs) <laughs> so I want to thank everybody who responded. We got a ton of responses to that one. So uh, I'll put another one up uh, in, a, in a couple weeks. I did find one. I did post it on Instagram, but it didn't get a whole lot of responses, but I'll post it on Twitter. Uh, it's one where uh, Robin is basically asking Batman how he got such a boner. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
So uh, I, I look now. forward to everybody's responses to that. I want to thank everybody's responses. And I think Lauren's right. The, the, I think there, if there is a clear winner there, it is Film Lust, uh, who, who had the uh, Stallone, Clooney, Schneider, O'Connell, helmet off, bat nips. Ah, oh, shit, you win. So uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely think that, that that was the best one. So hats off to you, sir. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get over and find out what are you watching? What are you watching? Jay, why don't you start us off? Let us know what you were getting down to watching this week. Well, I finished up and I caught up with all the seasons that I was catching up with uh, with Better Call Saul. Season 4, finally done with that. And also Billions, caught up with that one. And I finished The Sinner. Uh, season 3 of that. That's a, that's a good little show as well. Season 3 or season so, 2? Season 2 or 3. For The Sinner, it was season three. Really? I didn't even know they yeah, did. I, yeah, I only know about the one with the little boy. That's and, season two. Season and the, one. And the one with Jessica Biel. And that's she's it. season one. Season two is the one with the little boy. I didn't realize there was a season three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was good. What, what What's season three about? It's it's very interesting because it actually follows uh, Matt Bomer. So Matt Bomer is like that pretty boy. He, he was close to being Superman. <laughs> He's got like a Clark Kent style look about him mm-hmm. um, okay. he was an american horror story a little bit but anyway so he's a good looking guy and and he plays a professor and he starts to unravel when an old college friend of his comes back into the picture and really trips him up into become a neurotic psychotic mess yeah. And it becomes a psychological warfare between him and the detective, right? Um, which is you know the main guy, and 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 he's great as always, and gray hair. <laughs> always love his hair, but it's a solid show. It's you know it's on USA. It's it's a uh, it's it's fun and it's dark and it's kind of campy at times, but it always kind of has a an interesting creepy like you know soapiness to it right. that that just keeps you sucked into it, which is always great. Yeah, I'll have to but, go um, back and to the uh, second yeah season. we didn't I, watch the second i watched the I, jessica biel one with i you. started watching it i only and then watched I, the first season and the third season because i didn't know nothing really jumped out at me in season two so i okay. never caught up with it but i like matt boomer and, right. and I, you know and i've seen him in a couple things and and i was just kind of interested in seeing what he was going to do with this with this season because he, he's kind of a big star so to see him do a usa show like that i mean i was kind of curious but I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's you gotta, you know, it 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 goes on a stretch for sure when it gets a little crazy, right? Uh, but that's kind of the point, you know. And and they they push the limits, and I think it worked. Yeah, and uh, Matt, Matt Bomer, for anyone who isn't aware who he is, uh, he plays Ken in Magic Mike. <laughs> so, Which one? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. He's just a pretty boy. Yeah, he, okay. he very much is. Um, he was also on uh, a short stint for a show that you and I watched, Titans, uh, where he played Larry Trainer for. But in one episode, um, he played Matthew Cohen in The Magnificent Seven, which is a movie most of us don't remember, but a movie that you and I watched this weekend, Lauren. He played John Boy in The Nice Guys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
right, right. I forgot yes. about so, that. Uh, me and Lauren got down to watching The Nice Guys this week. It's the first time we did. That, that Lauren's watched it since it came out. So right. It's not and I fell asleep to it. And but... you did fall asleep oh, to it. But I, no, no. I like the movie, but we watched it at like 11 o'clock at night. Right. Okay. We started Fair it enough. at like 11 o'clock right. at night. Because uh, it was just one of those things like I, we, we, had, we watched Crazy Stupid Love like yes. just before that. And I was just kind of like on this like little bit of a Gosling kick. And I was flipping through to see like what else was on. Not n- because, not specifically looking for Gosling, but right. But we were also, going to put something else on, and then right. you're like, well, but then there's nice guys. Yeah, and then I saw nice guys. It's also both of them were on HBO, so I was yes. like, all right, so I'd, we'll just we'll just pop on the nice guys and we'll watch we'll watch the nice guys. But uh, it's it's that, that's a very strange one-two punch, to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> of Ryan Gosling movies. But I do love crazy stupid love like that yes. is one of my absolute favorite romantic comedies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, me too it's hard for me to like romantic comedies because i think they're a lot of times they're so beat by beat they're so right they're, they're so formulaic and a lot of the times they, they really are playing to the lowest common denominator and i'm right. not saying women are the lowest common denominator what i'm saying is that that they don't do anything risky with their stories or their scripts for the most part but i think crazy stupid love took it in uh, that and love and other drugs or two like yeah. sort of like romantic comedies yeah, yeah, yeah. that take them into sort of like different directions and, and puts a little twist on it puts a little twist on it but also like mm-hmm. especially with love and other drugs make you feel like you're watching two real characters right dealing sure. with love um but i mean crazy stupid love is it's just i can't get over the scene of <laughs> Stephen carell just sitting at the bar and he's like i'm a cuckold david lindhagen cuckolded me <laughs> i'm a cuckold <laughs> i'm a cuckold and he just keeps saying he's a cuckold that's the definition of a cuckold <laughs> <laughs> and i mean what if, um i was saying it when we were watching it this is ryan goslin at his finest yeah. not not that you know he this was like his best movie ever right. he's no slouch right right but he is the best looking in this movie to the point where i don't want to look at him because i feel like if i've ever seen anyone look like that in person my eyes would burn out of my skull right right i mean you would have the reaction that emma stone has where she's like fuck you are yeah. you photoshopped yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> which i mean but yes the, 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 he definitely put a lot of gym time in yeah. and, mm-hmm. and time in the diet for that you know well sure 20 and, minutes and it, you know, the scene this right. was this was um, when he kind of came back on the scene. You know, he took some time off from Hollywood a little bit, and he filmed you know three movies back to back. And coincidentally, they all kind of came out at the same time, which was The Ides of March, Drive, and Crazy Stupid Love. And then he followed those so, up with Monster with, with Mobs with Mobster Squad or yeah. whatever it was <laughs> or whatever. But <laughs> it was terrible. Um, Gangster Squad. Gangster, Gangster Squad, Squad. Whatever. It was fucking awful. Yeah. It's fucking awful. So he had like three great movies in a row, and right. and also this was his first comedy of sorts. Um, yeah, you, you know, know, before that, I mean, like Blue Valentine, uh, you know, like very like. Oh my god, that was uh, that movie makes me depressed. It's very most of his. It's movie, a depressing. movie. I just watched it. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first <laughs> movie I saw Gosling in, um, United States of Leland, where he plays a kid who who kills a a a kid with me, with a uh, mental disabilities. Oh boy. Because he believes that that is better for him and stuff right, like right, that. Right, okay. It's like, it, it, and it's all about like his court trial and stuff towards the end. It's just like, fuck, this is fucked up. Like he's he's a deep dude. He likes, yeah, he likes dark stuff. I mean, like you know, obviously, like you know, Half Nelson put him on the map quite a bit. Love and, that movie. And, 
Love I love, movie. I love, love Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. But he that, is not good. That makes me cry. That's the movie that he movie. put on 30 pounds for. Right. <laughs> like, well, right. even in uh, Blue in Valentine, they uglied him up when they showed him in, like, when he was older, oh, was right? Right. Yep. And, and in Half Nelson, he is a, he's, he's a drug addict. So, like, yep. he's, okay. he's very scruffy looking, like, skinny. Very not skinny. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, crazy stupid love, man. Uh, and Emma Stone. What a fucking like treasure! Like what a I just jam she is. Yeah, I just love her. Her facial expressions when she's when she's acting are just absolutely hilarious. Right, where it's just like like great features. Right, yep. And there's moments where I'm watching, her, I'm like, are you a fucking cartoon? Because that's yeah. what she feels like. <laughs> you feel like a fucking cartoon character, and you're standing next to Steve Carell, so that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he literally is a caricature of a human being. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he, looked, he can be right, right. And, he, and it's it's all, that's why it took a while for I think a lot of people to accept him in dramatic roles exactly yeah. because like Steve Carell looks like a mildly good looking dude that went to the amusement park and then the caricature artist drew the caricature of him and right. then he's been wearing that caricature's face on his body for the rest <laughs> of his career <laughs> right that's, that's who Steve Carell looks like to me uh, but when Emma Stone stands next to him looks more like a cartoon character than he does with her facial yeah, yeah, expressions yeah. Uh, but I, I, I absolutely love that movie and then uh, we, we talked about other guys already we watched we watched another movie another guy, nice guys I'm sorry yeah other guys we, we watched the other guys a couple <laughs> weeks ago <laughs> but, uh, another thing that, that I got down to watching that Lauren was kind of present for but not not as present as <laughs> I was I went through all of the Spider-Man MCU movies right I watched uh, I watched Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. and then I popped on Civil War but not like all of Civil War just like the just like the airport fight scene yeah, and yeah. I it. came in. I'm like, did you just put on this one scene? Because Spider-Man's in it, right? I'm, right. I was going through the, the, the chronology yeah, you of, wanted, of Spider-Man. You had a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, right. I, 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 it's not a Spider-Man thing. I just it was a Spider-Man watching. thing that weekend. Yeah, it's it's not like I went and was just like, oh, Spider-Man, and I started like jacking. He it had until, a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, until I until I shot my webbing all over the place. He had a uh, Spider-Man <laughs> thing, people. Uh, and then I watched <laughs> I, I I watched Infinity War. I watched Endgame, and then I watched Spider-Man Far From Home, and I just had just had a good old time just just watching it because. Because uh, I am excited for Spider-Man Three, which uh, Sony's been dropping some news about, along with you know Morbius and Venom Two and all this stuff, and I'm kind of excited for what they got going on there, and, and that they have a fourth movie now that will take place in the MCU. It will not be an MCU movie; it will be another Sony movie, but he will still be part of the MCU, presumably in Spider-Man Four, so that they announced a few weeks ago. So I was just a, just like a little bit of a Spider-Man high, and I wanted to take the ride. And I think I think I watching them. Um, so like back to back and stuff like that but also so far removed from like reviewing them and when they came out i think like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm enjoying them more because i don't like homecoming and i definitely right i i I didn't like homecoming that much when it first came out i liked it but i wasn't like it wasn't like any other mcu movie there was just things i liked about it and right far from home i had some major problems with when it first came out but now like being removed from that being removed from that from the zeitgeist of it and stuff and just watching it i can enjoy tom holland as that character and that's what matters yeah and for me personally it's a nice break when it's not Star Wars. Not that I don't <laughs> like Star Wars, you know. You know, I like Star Wars. I can tolerate it. It's fine. It is what it is. But Dave fucking kills it for me. Like, <laughs> oh, the second we got Disney Plus, it was just Star Wars. Because they Star were in Wars, Ultra HD. Star Wars. It was Star- amazing. But he would watch it over and over just and rogue over one again. just rogue one i watched over and over again N- no all the original ones <laughs> leslie i mean uh, <laughs> leslie, leslie. 
<laughs> Lauren, imagine Who's him Leslie? as a child. Oh, I know. I said I called you Leslie for some reason. I have no idea why. <laughs> you forgot my name. <laughs> I started with an L. At least I was close. How long yeah. have you been knowing this bitch? Like, I mean, seriously, <laughs> not long enough. Apparently, she's been my wife for three years. You, you're aware of that, right? And I've been dating her. Like, she's been in my life for close to seven years. <laughs> Not well, long enough. That's never happened before, okay? Give me a brick. <laughs> that's what you tell all the ladies. <laughs> I'm just getting old, Dave. You know, I'm 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 over the hump. I'm pushing <laughs> towards 40 now. Well, to I'm, I'm getting to like midlife crisis range. <laughs> much much to Lauren's chagrin as we sit here in mid-April. We are just mm. 2 weeks away from May the 4th. And yep. on this very oh, show, boy. we will be doing an anniversary. It's going to be so much more Star Wars. We will be doing an anniversary for Star Wars Revenge of the but Sith. But in my so. in my world Don't leave me, Larn. It won't be just May the 4th. It will be the weekend because May the 4th lands on the Monday, so it's going to be Friday, right. Saturday, Look, Sunday. Some uppity bitches have a birthday week, okay? <laughs> but for me, I, I I have a Star Wars week, okay? Yeah. Where I just I just immerse myself in it. I'll probably watch some key episodes of the Clone Wars as well. And, Get ready and, for that. But like <laughs> I'm not mad that it's Star Wars. Like I'm not mad, but I'm just like, oh, this again. <laughs> And then uh, another movie that me and Lauren watched. It is a new movie. Just came to Netflix this week. We're not doing like a full review for it, but we watched uh, Kareem and Coffee. <laughs> I just learned about this movie probably a day before I woke up and you were already watching it. Yeah. I never heard of it. Uh, it, ju- it just came to, to Netflix th- this weekend. And uh, I'm sorry. I said Kareem and Coffee. It's Coffee and Kareem. And it, it stars Ed Helms, Taraji P. Henson, and and. Betty Gilpin, who will do a review for one of her movies, The Hunt, me and Lauren, uh, later on. And it, it just kind of stars this bumbling cop, Ed Helms, who is, I mean, he's not like a bad cop. He's just not, he's not as skilled as right. everybody else. You know what I mean? And he's this, he's this uber white dude dating a, a very proud black woman and her son, Kareem, who absolutely hates his guts. <laughs> And Kareem catches Ed Helms' character Coffee having sex with his mom in the morning as the movie starts and decides he's going to get the baddest ass gangsters in Detroit to <laughs> kick his ass. So he saves up money and he goes and finds these gangsters only to witness a murder, which sets them down a path that uh, is two parts like hilarious, but also annoying at times right. as well. Like I would say like for Kareem and Coffee. Uh, the movie is as good as any good Adam Sandler movie has been since 2010. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's okay. it's it's on par with Grown Ups 1, but not as bad as Grown Ups 2. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's obviously super ridiculous. Like, shit's going down that would never, ever happen, but right. whatever. But, makes it work. But the stand- <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I haven't seen Ed Helms... Which I haven't seen this movie, but that vacation movie, that comedy he yeah. tried to come Fucking, out with. This this I would say is actually better than that. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I think it's much funnier than that. Yeah. I feel like that's the last headline movie that he tried to do. Yeah, vacation. Like Christina Applegate tried to save that movie and just and just couldn't. Um but I mean for for Betty Gilpin, uh I, I liked her a lot in this. She definitely was far over the top. Right. But so is Ed Helms. And, and when Ed Helms is over the, the top. Right. When yeah. Ed Helms is over the top, I'm mildly annoyed 
annoyed, but when Betty Gilpin's over the top, I'm just like, I, I'm liking this. You know? I like this, yeah. yeah. And she's she, she's funny, and she she's brings funny, a lot. She's funny, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. So uh, Betty Gilpin, uh, she she played Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell in in Glow. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yes. So uh, she's she's, she's a got good that, looking woman. Yeah, she's got that Netflix pedigree, and then we'll uh-huh. we'll also talk about her later on when me and Lauren review the hunt. That's gonna do it for what we were watching this week. Uh, let's head over and let's get into this week's news. the news segment me and jay are going to run through some of the news stories that we found interesting that came out this week we're going to start with jay jay what's your first news story well dave i think um the batman movie obviously was a huge feature that's being shot as we speak well not as we speak anymore but it's on hold they shot a quarter of the film they only shot a quarter of the film and that's not a lot but they're obviously fully immersed within the production but so Matt Reeves did come out and say that this is not a reboot. Um, I think there, were, I think he did imply that there's there's going to be some references about obviously his story, you know, this classic story arc. But you're not going to get that, you know, flashback of how his parents were killed or something right, like that. Right. So you're not going to get that kind of thing. But I get that it's not a reboot, but it it, it still is a reboot. They are rebooting well, it's a story. the story. It's, right. it's a it's a they cl- are it's rebooting. A, what the are you going to do? Yeah. It's, so it's but it's not it's a, a straight, young it's, sure. It's sure. not a straight remake. But it right. is a reboot. But they're not going. They're going to do their best not to tread old old ground. Is is right. is what he's saying. Uh, and right. there's going to be an implied history behind Batman. Sure. And for me, I I needed to hear that. I really wanted to hear that because I'm I'm happy about that. It's 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 everything's kind of falling in line with what I want to see Matt Reeves do with his um with his Batman. And so far with everything that I've got and everything I've heard and seen so far, um, I'm all on board with it. I yeah, love it. yeah, I'm on board with it too. I mean, obviously, it's fallen victim to to you know COVID nineteen. The rest, I mean, you say I sound so scientific when I, I sound like that. It's fallen victim to to coronavirus. I I found like I, I sound like a liberal elite when I say <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about liberal elite later on when we talk about the hunt. But uh, uh, no, it fell victim to the coronavirus just like just like everything else in production did. Um, the the delays for it are are not as heavy. As for a lot of the other movies, because it was only it was only in pro- it was only in production for a few weeks before before this whole thing hit, they still probably can hit their release date if they wanted to, um, but they probably will have less time for reshoots. And I would everything actually, is going to be shifted. Yeah, yeah everything. I would get rather shifted. Warner Brothers. I, like I said, I don't know if they had an official announcement yet, but I would rather Warner Brothers just say like we're we're going to give it as much time as it needs. And I wonder if Robert Pattinson has to stay in shape longer because yes. he's like fuck because as oh, soon course. as this is over i have to go back yeah in. but in this case him gaining the quarantine 15 might not be a bad thing might not be a bad thing <laughs> right yeah. you want him to look bigger so <laughs> yeah next news story 
All right. Uh, so Kevin Smith uh, is not operating in a vacuum because he is currently working on the Malls 2 script. Now, this is a script that he had already previously written. It was supposed to come out, and then they changed it to Mall Brats, I believe, which was right. going to be a television series. Right. And now it's it, they're going back to the script, and they're going to actually come out with a Mall Rats 2. He's been reinvigorated by the Viewisk universe based on the fact that, you know, Jay and Silent Bob reboot came out and when I say to to fan uh, appreciation what I mean is his fans yes and Kevin Smith has and fully admits he likes operating in this vacuum now he likes operating mm. in this vacuum where it's his fans watch his stuff his fans enjoy it he's making it he's making his movies his way for his fans and I I don't think that's I respect that I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing no I wasn't in love with Jane Silent Bob reboot, but there were moments in it that I really enjoyed. But I liked it better than Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. hundred percent, hundred percent. And there was there was a lot of heart in it. There was a moment where like I really teared up when the Ben Affleck the moment ben Affleck is the scene, best moment in that movie. Where he yeah. says like the, you know they're the story, man. Right. You know like like they're they're the ending. Right. Like that's the ending of my story. It's the beginning of their story. Like my story right. doesn't end because she carries it on. I was like, fuck, that's so pretty. It's so right. beautiful. You make me want to cry, Ben. And <laughs> <laughs> and also just like that on-screen reunion of of him of and them right yeah, right right like, um hi been a long time and then hug <laughs> and then jay's daughter was ben's daughter was ben's in daughter the movie. right and right to hear the backstage story that like ben affleck was just so surprised at the at just the fully formed adult human being that jason muse has mm-hmm. become through fatherhood truly inspired ben affleck to to kind of i don't want to say get his act together he was already on that road but to right. really like double down on his efforts to to uh to, to get better but uh kevin smith is working with the mall rats to script again because he wants to add coronavirus and the, yeah. the COVID 19 pandemic into mm-hmm. the sequel story he wants to get a little meta with it and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing yeah. it's just weird that like the first one to the gate might be kevin smith you know what I mean? right right <laughs> but i mean can you talk about mall rats uh can you talk about malls in general without addressing the fact that malls are nothing now? they're dying right. yeah i mean they even did it in jay and silent bob reboot right when 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 he's just like uh we're, we're, they, they talk about how the mall's rent is cheaper than any other storefront right, out there. Yeah. Because so, they're because they're such a dying thing. But I do actually look forward to Mall Rats yeah. too. Um I it, it, well the, the subtitle of it is Twilight of the Mall Rats. So obviously they will get into the fact that Mall Rats don't exist anymore. Right. But I do look forward to it. I, I don't know why I still bear this torch for Kevin Smith. I haven't truly loved anything he's made probably since Dogma. But mm-hmm. I still carry this torch for him where I'm just like I don't know. I feel like he gets me, like in just some way. Yeah, like, and you you want to enjoy his movies, but, right? Because I love him as a as a dude, he does as a personality. Tusk. I like Tusk. Don't. Oh God, Tusk and Red State. I liked. I don't love, but I liked them. So. I did not uh, like Tusk. I like Tusk. I like Tusk. For I like. I liked like the first twenty minutes of Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> But Yoga Hoosers not was so terrible. Was oh just my terrible. god! <laughs> Next news story. All right, so Sam Raimi confirmed that he's going to be directing the follow-up 
of uh, Doctor Strange. So the sequel to Doctor Strange. Multiverse of looking, Madness. Multiverse of Madness. I'm really looking forward to seeing Sam Raimi get back into the world of superheroes. And I think this is a great marriage for him. I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good marriage. Just and I think visually. He's, just just you know, the way Sam Raimi oh, directs. Yeah. Those, exactly. Those, exactly. Those, those, you know, fast pulling shots up to your hero's face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's some elements of that in the original Doctor Strange. But like, I, I, I'm really looking for like that Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 just way of filmmaking that worked so well that I absolutely loved and also Sam Raimi is he's really good at infusing humor exactly and and Doctor Strange has a lot of good stuff and good moments and 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 capabilities of throwing in humor you know so i i'm re- i think this is great i think th- i'm so excited for this one I think i'm, it's great I'm really too. happy yeah. and excited to see him come back in this kind of form this has been the big rumor for a long time um so hearing that it's confirmed it's not all that shocking uh, and i i don't think sam raimi can helm like an avengers movie but i think you know doing a character like doctor strange is is it's just perfect for him and it's it's kind of like it's kind of nice to see him back in marvel cuz i i think his style will also fit in with styles like taika watiti's and james gunn's as well yeah. so it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a nice it's it's kind of like a nice little marriage so next news story <laughs> RJ, Martin Scorsese may be going back to streaming services after Paramount has passed on his new DiCaprio film. So the film that he is making is Killers of the Flower Moon, which is based on a 2017 best-selling novel about federal law enforcement agents. It's reportedly it was passed on by Paramount because of its $200 million script and the impact that the coronavirus has had on the income. So this is going right into what we were talking about last week and a few weeks ago where we said coronavirus will start affecting the movies that get greenlit. The movies that get greenlit will be your 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 under $100 million, hell, probably even under $80 million movies that have low risk and high reward written all over them. Martin Scorsese with a four-hour long movie about federal agents, uh, that's hyperbole, it probably won't be four hours long, with a $200 million dollar budget is not something that anybody's really willing to take a risk on except maybe netflix and 200 million dollars that may seem like like that that, that might be that, that might be what martin scorsese is going out there and he's saying like i need 200 million dollars to make this movie i bet you if someone threw him 150 million bones he he, he could go out and get it done i don't think that kind of money is going to get thrown around anymore do you? Well, it's obviously not. That's why Paramount said no to it. Uh, I, I mean, but I mean, like going forward, like I really, I can't see. It doesn't happen any, anymore, really, unless it's like some kind of like crazy thing, like a rock movie with Fast and Furious. Well, or no, something I mean like that's that. what I literally just said. This is kind of like the first inkling of the symptoms of the coronavirus affecting affecting things, because you would think Martin Scorsese. But even before that, but even before that, yeah, though. yeah. I mean, I look he. He, he definitely has lofty ideas. I mean, The Irishman was extremely expensive to make because of all the de-aging technology. Sure. I don't know what it is about about this movie that he's making that calls for this level of budget, but it, it's Scorsese. So when he says it, you, you kind of believe it as well. Like I, And I don't think... I, I think if, if he isn't offered the right amount of... If, if he isn't offered the right budget to make it, he's not going to make it. I agree. But at the same time, I think 
It depends. It depends on, I don't know. It, it depends on the studios and how well. Does it depend on Martin Scorsese's Depends budget? Because <laughs> he's so old. Get it? I <laughs> if they can find out somehow how well the Irishman really did on Netflix, then, you know, they might they might give him some money. But it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I mean, I don't understand why he needs that kind of money. First off, Netflix knows how well it did. So... There's that. And Netflix throws money at almost but, every But also, everything. Netflix cares more th- about their 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 product being nominated for Oscars than it mm. does the, the amount of money that it makes right. them. At this point, where they are right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix cares more that they are competing with big studios than they do how much money they're making. They've been operating in the black for so many years. They do have the money to do this. Remember, we, we read that news story not too long ago that they are rivaling Comcast and Disney for studio money, like m- most amount of money made. So, And it looks good when you have Oscar. Right. Oscar winning movies on your streaming platform. Exactly. So I think I think Netflix is exactly where this film is probably going to wind up going. I personally like three of his movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Out of like the five billion he's made. What, like Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed? And Goodfellas. And Goodfellas, I figured. That's, yeah. that's all I've ever liked of his. I think he's just... I like I like practically all of his movies. Um, Irishman was was is probably like my least favorite, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think he's a snooty guy. So, well, I mean, he is the guy that that said that the MCU is not cinema. That's why I don't like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell on uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. We'll see whether this or this gets turned into a film that goes to Netflix or whether another studio does pick it up. Next news story: Big news, Dune. Just dropped a bunch of photos, a couple little inside snippets about the story and the shooting, um, a lot of character shots, and and you get a good sense of the tone for Denis Villeneuve's big blockbuster. I mean, this is this is that tone a big deal. is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. That's the tone. Yeah, that's what I picked up. That's what Dave. That's, I like how you say the director's name specifically. Look at you. Yeah, the last Jedi. The last specifically the last Jedi. I think so. Huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I mean, uh, because because of the darker tones and stuff like that. Well, um, I think the thing. You know, I know there's a lot of cracks about it being like bleak and 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 having a lot of Star Wars feel to it. But it's really because essentially. Everything was inspired by Dune originally. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the funny thing about Star it. Star <laughs> Wars was was influenced by sure. Dune. Uh, I don't think there's there's anyone hiding that fact. And even the fact that right. like the drug, I think some people the, the, don't know that right. The, you know? the drug in Star Wars is referred to as spice. Like me and Lauren were watching Clone Wars this weekend. They kept talking about <laughs> spice, spice, spice. And Lauren's like, "If you're a spice runner, does that mean you're a drug runner?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then I explained to her that like the reason spice is a drug in Star Wars is to pay homage to dune right uh so mm-hmm. jay i just wanted to know what what is dune all about man i mean you've been talking about this movie that that's coming out what is dune about like, you read you- the book didn't you i have not read the book now oh i thought you did okay. no i've seen i've um, seen the 1980s movie i honestly which is enough to not have me excited for I, anything for dune ever I, again. yeah i really i don't know that much about it i never saw the david lynch film i know 
an essence and spirit of what it is like you know it's a family and and they had this planet that has all the spice in the galaxy or whatever it is so they they are the richest and most powerful family and you know there's a lot of worlds and different world building and i think you know people are obviously trying to infiltrate them or get more of the spice and 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 you know I think it's just a lot of fighting and drama and war and, and, and power hungry people and and in a sci-fi world in like a in a big you know grandscape of worlds and and right. I don't know about I'm not sure about space per se but I think it's mostly just it's, no it's futuristic on yes. worlds yeah. Yeah. and it's not it's what um, post apocalyptic yes yeah yeah it was written in 1965 by science fiction author Frank Herbert why would you not want to read a book from 1965 hey some of my favorite sci-fi stories came out from, from from like They're that era so, I, I love can't, i can't get into them <laughs> rob, rob from fan film boys got me to read uh starship troopers the the okay. original novel for it and that novel is far better than the movie is the movie is a fun satire right. on like on like military and media and stuff like that but the book goes far deeper into into which communism, McCarthyism, books, and stuff right. like that. It's, which most bark books do to you, right? And, and it uh, that book was absolutely fantastic, and that's that's like of of this era. Okay. But um, it it's it really it's just it's it's futuristic mythology is sure. is what it really what what it really comes down to, and it's dense. Apparently, the book is extremely dense. It's um, I would say. In this world, it's like a Watchmen type thing where it's very dense and it's hard to, you know, everyone says it's one of the hardest things to adapt into like a feature film. That's why Denis Villeneuve actually said in this article in Vanity Fair that he signed up and only signed up if he was able to do uh, two parts. I think it's two parts, but definitely more than one movie. So this is not the only movie from Dune by Denis Villeneuve. So he really wanted to take his time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not incredibly excited for it. It's not like I saw all these pictures and I was just like, Ooh, you, do you know think it's I mean? because there's not creatures. No. So those pictures okay. were going around on Facebook and, I know nothing about the movie. I know nothing about the books, and I and I saw Oscar Isaac. So I'm like, wait, is this like a new Star Wars movie? What's going no. on? Because I feel like I would have known that because living right. with uh, you. That's, that's, but that's then your I new, saw Zendaya, and I'm like, okay, it, it can't be Star Wars related. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it, but it, it it's like, a great cast. Dune is one of those things where, and obviously none of us are in are in the circle of it, but it is one of those things that is a, a cult favorite. Right. For a lot of people, there's mm-hmm. people who who like Dune are you either are obsessed with it, right, or or you know nothing about it. And we are obviously the ones who know nothing. You about know it. nothing, just right? No, right. I, I mean, I am interested in reading the source material before I go out and see this movie, I, or maybe reading the source material after I see the movie, so it doesn't color my opinion of the movie in any way. Right, right, right. And I am excited because I do think Denis Villeneuve is is a, like a, a very strong director. It is Roger Deakins doing his, his cinematography as well, Jay. No, but fun fact the cinematographer of rogue one is doing this i believe and i think that looks i believe i think that looks pretty apparent yeah 
It's so it's dark. It's gonna be it's it's right. it's gonna have darker tones. Did I say Star tones. Wars or not? You're right. Thank you. Yeah, no. My yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're. But these two things are tied together. Okay. So, but yeah, in that shot that they showed in in, in these pictures of uh, Dimitri as he's walking like down a <laughs> beach, and there is like those those like blocky spaceships kind of like taking off into the air and stuff like that. That's why I said like, oh, this kind of looks like uh, Kylo Ren. Like, it right, right, looks right. like the Last Jedi a little bit. So, I, I, like, I'm not like I'm not stoked for this. I'm not. Like yes, I've been waiting for a Dune movie for years. I, am, I mean, it's my number five anticipated of yeah. the year, so I'm I'm definitely excited. There's tons of people out there who have been waiting for a good Dune movie because Dune 1984 with Sting ju- and directed by David Lynch just it just didn't mm. do it for people. Um, but I just find it funny that like you're so excited for it, Jay. But there's there's the- well, I told you, look, it's it has so much potential, and right? The, I mean, the cast itself. Denis Villeneuve is one of my favorite directors. He has done no wrong to me uh, so far. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. Denis and, uh, you know, I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I, I, why not? Why wouldn't I be excited for this one? I mean, it's it's got a, a ton of potential to get me excited for something new, a new kind of franchise, a new kind of world. I get it. Look, look, I get and it. And you know what? If it's the director that gets you to the box office to pay the money, then... He's doing his job, I guess. It's not, because if that were the case, then Blade Runner 2049 would have done it as well. That's my that's my fear. I th- I think with Blade Runner, it was marketing problems, right. yeah. But, but my fear with Dune is it's going to be this fantastic movie that nobody fucking sees. Right. Because uh, Blade there's Runner, a chance. Well, yeah. Blade Runner, you either like Blade Runner or you don't. Or you've never seen it. Is, is what or I, is you've what never it, seen it, like me. Right. But I have no interest in seeing Blade Runner because it's right. not my thing. But Blade Runner, the 1982 film, was a cult. Was It, it was a cult film, right? It, it, it came out right around the same time as The Thing, and both of them came out opposite, uh, within weeks of E.T., which was just smashing the box office. So most people didn't see it in the theaters. But Home video didn't exist so until here's much the later. Thing. Here's the thing for me, because you said it came out the same time, time as The Thing, right? Mm-hmm. I like the thing even though I didn't the first time I saw it was with you you right. showed it to me I love the thing and I had nothing against seeing some alien movie thing but then Blade Runner and I'm like I don't get it I don't get it I just don't get it it is a much deep I don't want to see it, it I don't get very, it it is a very deep movie but I just so, don't want to see it but that's care. what Dune is going to be too but then Blade Runner 2049 comes out and every filmmaker and every film fan holds Blade Runner up in on like this pedestal and we're all right. like we, we love this movie and when it comes out no one goes and sees it because it turns out that the people who love film there's not that many people there's people right. who like going to the theaters there's people who like to be entertained by movies they're movie fans but they're not film buffs it's it's the film buffs see? that like blade runner see and that's me i'm not yeah. a film buff right. i like to see movies i'm willing to watch movies but it's it's a little too heavy and dense right. i think right, for the right. average movie and goer denny villeneuve had some ideas for there to be a sequel to blade runner 2049 which will never happen do now. i know this director mm-hmm. Did, like have i seen his movies prisoners before? uh sicario nope, nope. You you watched a little bit of Sicario with me. Uh, yeah, um, no. Uh, he, he also did the one with the aliens and the messages and the stuff. Uh, uh, Arrival. Arrival. I liked Arrival. Right. It was liked slow, Arrival. but right. I liked it. He's yeah. a slow filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. he's slow, dense. He 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 does not ha- he does not do comedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but but my my fear for Dune is that it's going to be this movie that is critically appraised. Every single person like me and UJ and every podcaster are all going to be like, it's an amazing movie. It's awesome, just like Blade Runner mm-hmm. twenty forty nine. 
line and it's going to it's do shit in the yeah. box office and we're never going to get that that second part well, he, that he, he wants got, to make. See, that's the funny thing. Like he got greenlit when Blade Runner came out right. because it was so good. Right. But it, but, but they, I think, pulled the trigger too quickly because mm-hmm. I don't think... You right. know, he is the right guy marketing wise to get people in the box office Look, to go see his films. Filmmakers perhaps, film right? filmmakers get a guy like Jason Short in the seat. But <laughs> right. it, it it's marketing and everything else that, that goes with it. Source material sometimes they get everyone else in the seat. And I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna come to fruition. Honestly, it's not happen. if once they start dropping trailers if it's a good trailer and I see Oscar Isaacs in it and Zendaya in it, I'm sold. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I would go see a movie for those two alone. So, She's on the right path because I do right. think this is going to do better than Blade Runner 2049 simply because of the star power and the holiday release. There's just too many people. Jason Momoa. I mean, like, there's. Sorry, you say Jason Momoa is in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I like, didn't know like, that. See, yeah, I would see, see it I mean, because of Jason Momoa. Right. But, so, there, but Jason Star a lot Power. Of but he's forgetting that 2049 had Ryan Gosling, Dave Batista, and Harrison Ford. Dave Batista. <laughs> this one has Josh Brolin, too. Javier Bardem, Dave Batista as well. I mean, there's so Gosling many people at this in this point, movie. He's old, and Harrison Ford. Okay, I don't. Well, Gosling's still brought box office poison. He's like the new Johnny Depp of the '90s. You know, like he, you know, he he can't. He's not a blockbuster guy. He's just he's right. he's, he's well respected. He's a great actor. He does what he does, but his his movies don't make money. <laughs> don't um, you ever besmirch Harrison Ford in his fucking house? Do you understand me? I'm just saying it's, it's just that. <laughs> He was in the original Blade Runner, and if you did not like that movie or you had no interest in seeing that movie, why would you see a second movie with him in it? Because it's Harrison fucking But it's still Ford. Blade Runner. That's <laughs> all I'm Next saying. Next news story. All right. Disney Plus has now surpassed 50 million subscribers. So coronavirus is treating Disney Plus very well. A lot of people are out there have burned through their Netflix burn through their Amazon Primes, and whether they're a Hulu subscriber or a Disney Plus subscriber, Disney's getting the money. Um, and uh, just a lot of people have turned to Disney Plus. Not to mention the fact that there's so many kids who are home right now and parents who are working from home that it's 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 a streaming app that you can hand the kids the remote and go to work and let the kids just watch some shit and give you a couple hours to get your shit done. So you mentioned kids. So I have a coworker who is much older than the all three of us. She's in like her 60s or something. And she got Disney Plus because she's at home because of the coronavirus. We're all at home. And she was like, you know what? There's these old Disney movies that I loved when I was younger. Right. But there's all these new Disney movies. And when she says new Disney movies, she means like Frozen, right. Moana, like I've never right. seen before. She- and get, she's interested. She, she can loves get her, her granny panties just a little moist watching Kurt Russell back in the computer wears tennis shoes. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, oh, back in the day, Kurt Russell, he used to make me moist. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no comment. <laughs> but my point was there's not just kids, but there's these adults who are like, I used to love Disney movies. Right, they're nostalgic. I can pay what, eight dollars a month extra? Right, she's I'm, gonna that's watch my the, budget. She's gonna watch the shit out of Swiss Family Robinson. Right. right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, I, I I do think that like streaming services are the ones. Like I, I remember someone someone told me like in every mass crisis, there's always someone who's coming out on top. So like right. who's coming out on top in that during this crisis, right? And it, you know, during World War II, it was it was like me, uh, metal manufacturers and stuff like that. The steel industry was coming out on top. This time around, it's streaming services and toilet paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> who's coming? The paper industry is coming up. Dunder Mifflin is back in business. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Seriously, Netflix and like Zoom yeah. has profited more right. than anything. And yeah. then like but, but Quibi, which is something that's meant to be watched on the go, no one's fucking going anywhere. So yeah. It's something that like doesn't appeal but to people. But no what right Quibi now. would be great for me when I'm working from home. It is. I, yeah. I get like these 10 15 minute breaks if i'm lucky in between right, quick to bites. just right to watch point. something real point. quick yeah. do i have quibi on my phone yet no not not to mention not yet. a lot a lot of our of our news right now uh, as far as entertainment goes is talking about how this movie's delayed that movie's delayed this movie's delayed but tv shows are still are still churning them out because right. most of them were already filmed right and 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 they're not really being delayed like there is no there is no set date for when the mcu shows are coming out but there's still in the zeitgeist and the only one that re- seems to really be delayed by this is going to be loki so the the rumor is that they're just pushing them all back to take each other's spots just like right. they did with the movies so instead of instead of falcon winter soldier coming out in august it'll come out in november instead of um instead of wandavision coming out in november like it's supposed to it's going to come out in february and then uh loki will probably come out probably sometime in april or may so i mean it's just like it all got pushed back a little bit but that stuff is also out there in the zeitgeist and you also have to remember that there's just so much there for for people to jump into and for your coworker who's 60 plus there is a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah. And for a lot of us who are in our 30s, there's a lot of 90s nostalgia that's there. Yep. And I think just with just being at home right now, people are running out of shit to watch and Disney is reaping the rewards. Yep. So, next news story. All right, final news story. Taika Watiti does an Instagram live and drops some information on Thor Love and Thunder. Now, when I say drops information, it's not like he was dropping like major bombs or plot points or anything like that. He he did jokingly say and show a page of the script where Tony Stark had come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> He's very sarcastic. It's hard to say like, you know, you have to That was yeah. very clearly <laughs> a a joke, right? Like that was a joke page of the script. That they, there's no way. Does that, people run with that though? Uh, no, not right. I think no. everyone kind of like picked it up. Everyone okay. was just kind of just like, yeah, this is a. Uh, that's. I this, think he has. Um, he's already established as being a, more like a comedian, right? Where, you know, I think they understand the context. Like, you can't take something like he, what he says seriously, or if you. Do, you're gonna have to go back and watch the video and see the context of how he delivers yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Okay. You know, so like you're you can't really throw out crazy rumors. Right. Uh, so uh, along with sharing these fake pages of the script, he also revealed that Meek will get a new body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the, the the little caterpillar insectoid. But I like the little <laughs> caterpillar. I loved him. He'll get a new body. But the cool part about his new body <laughs> is it will feature a a, a business suit. <laughs> 
which can be worn over top of his exoskeleton. We also found out that the Asgardians are rebuilding new Asgard in Nova Scotia. And uh, there is a a Monier Tavern, which is a tavern that is named after Thor's hammer. Uh, So uh, it will also involve the new Asgardians assimilating with Earth culture in, in a way that they never had to do before. He also talked about Christian Bale a little bit and did confirm that Christian Bale will be the villain. However, he did not say who that villain is, although we do know that it is the God Slayer. Um, but we're not sure whether Christian Bale is playing the God Slayer or where he's playing someone who kind of like unleashes the God Slayer. Right. Uh, he mm. also was asked uh, in regards to Better Ray Bill, and he just kind of tempered everyone's expectations about Better Ray Bill right off the bat, where he's just like, Better Ray Bill may or may not be in this. <laughs> <laughs> but don't expect a lot from Better Ray Bill being in this. It's kind of like what he was getting at. And he did also confirm that they were going to be doing... I'm sorry, it's Gore the God Butcher uh, who who uh, Christian Bale is rumored to be playing. Uh, but he did also confirm that, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy will more than likely make an appearance in Thor Love and Which Thunder. Which would make sense because they ended... Um, exactly. Uh, Infinity War right with them going off together so there will be a a, you know an albit brief but cameo and and probably you know rat-a-tat between between Chris Hemsworth and and Chris Pratt on uh, on the screen for everyone to enjoy just before Thor goes or off just on a phone his next call Avenger. from like Rocket and, right. and Thor. <laughs> but but they, they will be there in the beginning of the story. And supposedly it's very possible that Thor will still be part uh, of the Guardians of the Galaxy in Guardians of the Galaxy, where they'll have kind of like a similar scene of Thor with them before they go off on their next Avenger, uh, their next adventure. And uh, James Gunn also did a kind of like an Ask Me Anything and uh, this week. And he also said that there's no reason reason that the suicide squad the suicide squad or guardians 3 should be delayed as a result of the coronavirus because uh both were in kind of like pre-production so right right (laughs) actually uh, guardians was in production and then shut down when james gunn was fired so Mm. they'll have to go they'll have to go back and now he's back yeah right now he's double dipping it's like yeah james gunn got like the miracle threesome that every guy he really did (laughs) (laughs) and no one's bad at him for it no everyone was looking because we all want to see james gunn do all of them. All the stuff. So uh, I look forward to Thor Love and Thunder. I still, I know Lauren doesn't like the idea of Natalie Portman coming back. God, I hope they kill her. But I like the idea of, and I told you in the comic, the idea was she has cancer and Thor's hammer and becoming the God of Thunder. But is the she only eventually thing that dies in the comics, she right? Do, she Thank does. She God, does say, I hate Natalie Portman. Thank I God someone her. dies of cancer. You are a terrible person, I lady. Hate, no, no, no. I never <laughs> want anyone to die of cancer, but Natalie Portman... I hate her. I don't want to see her in things anymore. I just, I can't stand her. Damn. All right. I don't like her. She's hit her. She's hit or miss for me. She's hit or miss. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Annihilation. Mostly miss. I, Annihilation. I liked her in though. So. I still don't like her. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for Black our- Swan. She was. A, <laughs> she's never she seen Black whore. Swan. I have seen uh, Black Swan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I don't and? like her in that either. <laughs> What movie do you like Natalie Portman in? None of them. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I don't like Natalie Portman. What about Garden State? I don't like. I like oh, Garden don't State. You say it. I like Garden State. I don't like Natalie Portman. Just oh my replace god, her who with are Eddie you? Brunette. I don't like Natalie Portman. <laughs> I don't like her. 
I don't even have to ask. Padme Amidala. Oh, my God. So that's going to do it for our news this week. Uh, Jay's going to take a little bit of a break uh, in that he's going away now for a while. We're kicking him out. We're kicking him out because he didn't watch anything new this week. See you guys next week. And and me and Lauren have uh, watched two new movies that we're going to be reviewing. We're going to be reviewing Trolls 2 for all you rents that are stuck at home with the kids. Find out whether that's something you want to put on for the kitties. And The Hunt for when those kitties go to bed and you've got a little bit of a bloodlust that you have to satiate. So, uh, Jay, sign off to everybody and tell them goodbye until next week. Take care, everybody. Uh, So nice to be back. And you can reach out to me on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast, on Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and on Twitter, J underscore SMB. Yeah, it is nice to have Jay back when me and Lauren decide to let him talk. <laughs> so let's get into our reviews this week. Bye, Jay. <laughs> Just a brief warning before we get into this next segment. Uh, We're not going to remain completely spoiler-free. We're not going to spoil just about everything, but uh, we're not exactly watching out for spoilers. So if you're interested in either Trolls 2 or The Hunt, minor spoilers will follow in these reviews. All right, now let's get into some of our reviews now that we've dropped a little bit of the dead weight. By dead weight, I mean Jay, the guy who didn't watch any <laughs> didn't new movies. Didn't watch anything, right? He didn't watch any new movies to review. But me and Lauren did. Me and Lauren, uh, we we rented, or I guess in-home theatered, right. Trolls 2, because Which, Logan's a massive Trolls fan. Right, so. we, you purchased it last week thinking yeah. it was Aaron early, and then you're like, oh, I guess the purchase didn't go through. I didn't get my email. And then right. you showed up, what, Friday afternoon, and you were like, so... It was a delayed purchase. It was a delayed purchase. Yeah, they, there. Didn't, they didn't take the money out until the day right. until the day it came out. And then they're like, you have this for, it was like 36 weeks. Or, you know, once you start it, you have it for 48 hours. And I was like, oh, oh so okay. you had 36 weeks to, yeah, to watch it. Watch it. Okay, yeah. well, that's a so, good deal, so I guess. So Logan got to watch it with her mom because they, they, right. they have my voodoo password. So so they got to watch it there. Me and you watched it the same night, just just later. And I wrote a synopsis for Trolls 2. And I think, I think it's pretty accurate. Okay. My world tour, I'm gonna turn all the trolls into rock zombies. A world where everyone looks the same. We will not go quietly. And sounds the same. That's not harmony. Real harmony takes different voices. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. was a crime against music. I knew it. Who let the dogs out? Too far. Trolls! You used to think there was just a village of them, but it turns out there's a whole world of trolls, and they're going on tour, as the name suggests. Queen Poppy, and I always wonder, why is she called a queen if she just rules over a small village? Those feel more like mayoral duties than actual <laughs> queen, don't you think? But anyway, Poppy and Branch learn of magical music strings and set off on an adventure to collect them all and unite the entire world of trolls under music and hugs and fart-filled glitter bombs and cupcakes made of poop. But the plan goes awry when Poppy learns of the evil rock and roll troll queen Barb's plans to unite the world of trolls under one singular music, rock, and destroying all other music in the process. Doesn't seem so bad when I think about it. Kind of like if Hitler or the USSR were fucking cool and not hell-bent on genocide. It's never too soon for our children to learn why a dictatorship is a poor form of government, especially in these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's that's kind of like the gist of Trolls 2. It's 
it's like how do I just it's more trolls than trolls one right was. right right but I was wondering like first off they changed the title it was trolls two uh, world tour like they oh, always okay. had the world tour but it was trolls two they dropped the two. And now it's just Trolls World Sore. As if, like, the five-year-old watching it is just like, this is the second one? Man, fuck that. I'm not yeah, going to watch right. this bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like, other movies haven't been afraid of the number two, Godfather Part Two. It, it's in the name. It was better than the original. Uh, but, I mean, I, I just wonder, like, why did they drop the number two from it? Like, was it, was there an adult who was just like, oh, it's Trolls 2? Frozen 2 came out this year. Fucking successful as all get out. Probably right. because the number two is behind but it. But know what? There's going to be kids like Logan who's going to say Trolls 2. Oh, trolls 2. Yeah. Oh, I, or, or the way Logan says it, Trolls the second. Uh, trolls the second. Okay. <laughs> trolls the second. <laughs> Just like she always wants to watch Trek the third. Yeah. <laughs> Shrek the third. <laughs> Just like, okay. <laughs> Trek the musical. <laughs> but uh, so Trolls, it's, it's not something that's like, it's not like one of those animated movies where it's like Pixar, where like I was in love with the original. Right, right, right. I, I was more or less forced to enjoy the original because right, it because had played so often in our house that like I either learned to love it or I would have to just end my own life to end my suffering with how much it was playing. Right. So I've learned I learned to appreciate the original one. I liked the music. I could tap my toes. Right. And, and stuff. at least the original one, it had good music. So even if it's right. constantly playing in the background. You hear a song that you like. It's it's not terrible. I'm feeling that I got sunshine in a bag. Logan loved that song. Mm -hmm. And then when I let her listen to the actual Gorillaz version of it, she's she's, like, nah. What the fuck is this? Nah, 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 I don't like this. (laughs) But she was amped for this movie to come out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why she, I know like $20 seems like a lot for Trolls 2, but like my daughter was talking about this movie when she first saw the trailer way right. back in like June. And if we have taken her to the theater, we would have paid more than $20 for Far the tickets alone. Far more than that. Now, Three tickets now are what, 10 bucks maybe? Right. And the way maybe we would got the good Manet price of $7, right. $8. And the way we just did it, five people just saw this movie right. for $20. Right. So right. not, oh no, not too bad. So price price point, not a problem with, with this one, especially if your whole family is going to be watching it. You're, you're making out like a bandit technically. Right. Uh, it came out on Easter weekend, but you know, all the kids are at home right now. So if you are a parent, this is an option. Caution. <laughs> it is more annoying than the original. It trolls. is. It, yes. It, uh, it, it does. It, it does feel a slightly disingenuous, I guess I would say, almost like it's trying to copy what it did before. Right. But right, not right. quite getting it. Not quite getting it right. Right. Um, like I loved the world in the original one. Like at least like I liked how like crazy colorful this time they were just like, oh, yeah, you like color. Like, bam! There's some color right at you. You know, I felt <laughs> like you're it's it's trolls, but you're playing Splatoon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is that that uh, that that game that was on Nintendo where basically you fight with paintballs and stuff like uh, that. But okay, it, it just splashed with color um, and butt jokes, like far more butt jokes. There's than I, yeah, there's more troll butt in this one. Yeah, so. which I mean, kids are going to get a, a kick. Kids out love of. butts, but what it comes down to in the end, there really isn't much here for adults at all. I don't no. think the original one had much for other adults than either. maybe the music. Uh, but even then, but not not all the music, right, because it's trollified, right? Like, right, Like when right. I heard Crazy Train, I was like, "Why are they singing it like that?" Like Crazy yeah. Train's like a rock anthem. It's rock, right? right. They were singing it like mm, rock. <laughs> yeah, well, they toned it down for kids. Yeah, exactly, right. you know, and and they really did not. They did not utilize Ozzy Osbourne no. as best they could. He has like two lines. Yeah, yeah. I was really looking for like Ozzy Osbourne to have like a big speech, but yeah, you can't understand anything he says. Yeah, Sharon. 
That's all I need. Uh, and Queen Barb is. She she's not she's not any type of character or villain that like I cared about like right. I, they, they didn't I don't think they spent enough time with her they give us this one scene towards the end of the first act where Queen Barb just like shows a world map of trolls and she's just like and then we're gonna unite all the trolls under rock right and that's it and, yeah. and then it, she, she she spells out her plan like a Bond villain. And then we follow our main characters. Occasionally, Queen Barb shows up. She's there at the end. And, of course, happy trolls end happy. And right. It's just like, uh, you know, it, it didn't take any risk. It didn't try to age with its audience either. Because let's remember, the, I think the original one came out like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. So Logan only found it after, you know, it had it had come on. She was right. probably like three when she started watching. Probably, it. right. Uh, and that means some of the kids that saw it when they were like five or six are now like eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. It might be too it they might be too old for this. Right, right, right. Yeah. By that age. Um, but there there is stuff to like. So I mean, what what's some of the stuff that you did like about it? I like the fact that they brought in reggaeton trolls. That was fun. Reggaeton trolls were were pretty cool, and so were the funk trolls. Uh, yes, I should say yes. that like Cooper. Uh, if you don't know who Cooper is, I believe me, you don't have to. <laughs> it's just that my daughter like literally watches the original movie and the TV show all the time. Cooper's the the one that kind of looks like a dog, horse, giraffe thing with the long neck, four legs. Uh, he goes on his own journey to discover who he is because he's so different than all the other trolls in his village. And it turns out he is a different type of troll. Uh, so that that's one of the things I did like. I did like seeing like the other types of trolls, but some trolls just kind of got like a pass, like the reggaeton trolls. Right. That was pretty cool. The yodlers. Uh, okay. I don't. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Smooth jazz was played to like a, a funny effect. But then like, you know, there's the classical trolls. We spent zero time with them. Yeah. Like, like whatsoever. And there was a few there, there was a few others that they kind of talked about being peppered in that they didn't either show or spend too much time with at all. Right. Uh, but I did really enjoy the funk trolls. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they were cool. Yeah. I, and, and having George Clinton, the king of funk, right. in it as the king of the funk trolls right, and Mary right. J. Blige, the queen of the funk trolls. And funk uh, does incorporate rhythm and blues right. and, and rap uh, right. as well and blues with along with funk. So it's kind of all under the same category. But yes, the reggaeton trolls definitely uh, and the K-pop trolls. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which I don't know how as K-pop like is K-pop enough to like be separate than pop? Right. right yeah. I, I guess. I don't think so. N- not in this movie. I don't not think Not in this it, movie. No. 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 But I mean, K-pop is Korean pop. And I right. mean. And it's massive right now. It's huge. Right, right, right. And these trolls, they didn't. I don't want to like. I don't know. Maybe it was just. Twinkie, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> no. Well, that, that was so like. They no, didn't kidding. make I'm them kidding. look into like maybe korean you right, know right, right. they didn't look they, korean they just look like trolls and they threw some fucking pink and purple on them. well in this country it is it is mostly you know young white tween girls who are into k-pop so <laughs> that's true <laughs> so i think they they accurately represented their demographic who would be going to see this movie for right sure. um but yeah I, I just didn't feel anything like trolls one it's not like it had me hit me in the feels like a whole lot but by the time like trolls two was at the end i was not only like calling the shots of everything that was going to happen, which is fine. It's a kid's movie and stuff. But even like the force love scene. Yes. That's what so, I'm getting at. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, or if your audience cares about not. spoilers for trolls, but they force this whole love interest between Branch and Poppy. Right. And I always got the impression that like they're, 
They're just friends. Like, they're I never, friends. Got, I never got a love thing from them in the TV show that that I have to watch or the or the movie and, or the original movie. And I didn't even realize because when uh, uh, what's his guy, the glitter guy? Oh, Guy Diamond. Yeah, Guy Diamond. When he just pops out a baby, I'm like. Oh, wait. They lay so, eggs through their head. Right. So what's the point? So, right. oh, this is why trolls aren't married, because you can just have your own baby. Right. Is that how it works? Or, you know, Guy Diamond. You know, we did, a lot of things could have happened between <laughs> between <laughs> Trolls 1 and Trolls 2. You don't I'm know. just saying there aren't any sparkly but what's, trolls what's, what's out there. What's more telling is that, like, when trolls have sex, they're having sex by bumping hair. Not oh, by, yes. Not, not by bumping crotches. Yeah, because if you <laughs> haven't seen the show, you find out in the second one, they do a lot more with their hair. Yeah, like there's there's uh, hair jitsu in the yeah. show, or they can make, they can rub their hair together uh, with hair jitsu, and they create like static electricity charge, and it looks like Dragon Ball Z, where they'll, <laughs> or they'll, they'll fire like energy orbs <laughs> at each other and stuff. Uh, it's weird, <laughs> but it, it can be fun at times. Uh, but yeah, I think, I, I think for this, like there was definitely a forced love angle. Yeah. And I, I wondered, like, did they do that for, like, some of those kids that have gotten a little bit older and may not, may not like, buy into Trolls much anymore? Right. And, I mean, it's the characters or the actors in the show, they're not the same as the movie. No. It's not Justin Timberlake. It's not, um, what's her face? Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's, right. Yeah. All of them are all different, right? Except I think in the TV show they're all different. Yeah, is Ron Fuchitz? Yes, he's in the show though, right? He's he's in the, he's in the television show as the, well. I yeah. think he's he plays Biggie, uh, right? The, the 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 big troll, but he's the only one in the TV he he show, might be right? the only. But I think the guy who plays Cooper is the same as okay, well. Okay, okay. Uh, they sound very similar, at least. I'm not going to spend my time looking it up because right. I feel like uh, 12 minutes is already enough time mm-hmm. spent on trolls too. Uh, but I mean, the, the the few things that there were to like, it, it will it will draw you through it it's just not it, i my rewatchability on this it's not one of those kids movies not one of those animated movies that right. i fall in love with i'm ever going to watch again knowing that saying that now i will have to watch this movie probably more than i want to probably in this my weekend. lifetime yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we don't we don't have it anymore. So it's gone. Oh, I thought you were going to pay for it again. No, I am not going to pay for uh, it again. I am not okay. going to pay for it again. Okay. Uh, the few, uh, but there was like the few standout things. Uh, some of the voice cast. It's fun to to look up who they are and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, Tiny Diamond being Kel, uh, being Keenan Thompson, right. from SNL. Love that. Um, and then of course Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, yeah, yeah is is in it as well. He has a fantastic role. Uh, he's he's funny. I I liked his character. I like Sam it. Rockwell. Yeah. I, I think just even his voice is is right. So, is is value added he's got a good voice (laughs) yeah for sure uh but i mean in the end if i had to score trolls i'm going with a c minus okay no fair i was gonna say the same thing probably c c minus yeah c minus it's just it there's not a there's not a whole lot of substance this is all flair but now if you have kids you're watching, you know, your kids are going to probably love right. it. It's not that bad for you to sit here and Younger spend... Younger kids are probably going to love it. Right. I, I mean, below the age of 10, for sure. Yeah. You're. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get your 12-year-old to sit down and watch this. They're going to laugh at you while they tweet at their friends or whatever kids do these How days. How your parents are lame because they're yeah. making you watch trolls. Making you watch right. trolls, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but one of the things I found interesting before before we end this, the music producer on it was mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. He wasn't the one in the right. first one. He wasn't oh. the one in this one. I didn't like the music this time around. I didn't think it, I didn't think it flowed well with the movie. A lot of the songs felt a little, you know, a little forced. It like wasn't as yeah. It wasn't. It obviously they gave us more different types of music, right. like the country, like the um, reggaetones, reggaetones, yeah. 
all of those. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, there was only one moment of music where I really got into it. And it, uh, it involves Cooper and two like weird horned faced storks where they just start playing Brass Monkey. But they didn't get into anyone singing Brass Monkey. Yeah. It was just. Right, right, right. And I was like, here it comes. It's going to drop. Brass monkey. No, never happened. Nope, never happened. Never happened. But yeah. now at least I can listen to Brass Monkey in the car and Logan's going to know what that song what is. What it is. So uh, that's it, man. Trolls 2, uh, C-. Uh, if you're an adult, stay far away. If you got kids, <laughs> why not? If you're Justin and Chrissy, you're telling your kids that it didn't come out. Because <laughs> I asked Justin if he was going to watch Trolls 2 with the kid. And he goes, we're trying not to let them know that it's out. <laughs> I, was like, I get that. I understand. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's head over to our next review. Our next review is for The Hunt. Warning. What is happening? What what is all of this? Hunting season begins. Why they kidnap a bunch of normal folk like us? At the manor. Put them in the back with the rest. There's no escape. You have no idea what you're up against. Uh, this was the movie that was supposed to come out several months ago, probably about six months ago, back in like, I, I believe it was the summertime, I want to say, maybe it was like the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had that rash of Walmart shootings across the country. Yes. And suddenly a movie that was about people hunting down other people with various forms of firearms didn't right seem time. like a good idea. It's not to the put right time. Things. So Universal Studios held off and are like, we get it. You know, sensitive times. We're not going to put this movie out. All right. We're going to put the movie out. Coronavirus. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it came out before the coronavirus. No, that's what I mean. Because, it was out for about okay. a week or two. Yeah, it was before out the for coronavirus. a couple weeks prior. Okay. And then, and then it just, it, it obviously, it, it wasn't going to make its money at all. And I, I, I don't think we'll get into it, but I don't think it, it was going to anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> but I did also write a synopsis for the hunt. Bigots, Hicks, and anyone with a "Make America Great Again" bumper sticker are roofied and left gagged in a remote location, like they were the last girl left at a frat party. There, they are hunted for sport by the liberal elite. It's basically MSNBC versus Fox News, with slightly less shocking moments than have been seen on Fox News over the past few years. Only one can be left standing in the end in this political satire that is tongue-in-cheek fun but it'll let you down about as much as bernie sanders campaign so first off once you find out the whole hunt and why they're being hunted you're like okay Okay. i'm I'm not that mad at at the people (laughs) are you serious (laughs) that is why they couldn't put this movie out back when those shootings are going on because people you like you are just going not so bad not so bad well because for once the roles have changed it's not what about the moral of the story without spoiling it i get it the fact that one of the people they kidnapped is not not right who who they think they are you can't judge the book by its cover but i just thought it was funny that like for once and i mean please out there correct me if i'm wrong but for once the roles are reversed and it's the republicans who are actually the you know the villains in the movie or i'm sorry democrats are the villains in the yes movie. that i enjoyed i enjoyed i enjoyed the i thought it was or the, not even democrats flip. uh liberals right liberals but not just liberals right because right i think you and i would probably say we're we're i'm more liberal conservative but you're right. you're definitely liberal uh, yeah and we're not the liberal elite though right no 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 we're not this and because there's and four that, 
far worse right. out there. And that's what they're they're pointing the fingers at. The liberal elite. Not, right. not not so much the average Joe who who goes into the voting booth, grabs the grabs the D lever and pulls it down. Right. That's not who they're talking about. They're talking right, about the right. liberal elite. The people who who uh, you know lord over everybody else by how liberal they are. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. and and that I hate those people just as much as I hate anybody who you know who is being hunted in this movie is those those hardcore right anyone who, anyone who is an extremist of anything right anyone who needs me. anyone who wants to push their agenda on me and then when i go their gender or agenda, gen, agenda every now and then i push my gender on you sorry agenda <laughs> it's called did sex. i say we gender you said sorry gender. <laughs> their agenda <laughs> anyone who wants to push their agenda yeah on me and then when i go no thank you that's okay no matter what what it is and then they go no no no, no you no, need no. this you, in your you life you need this i'm like yeah. okay those are the people i hate right just just like you and i haven't been been eating meat but like if i see a pita campaign or something right. i'm just like give it a rest right you know and or I'm joaquin not, phoenix during the oscars giving going, his speech it's like shut up yeah i'm not <laughs> and i'm not going to you know give my friends shit because they're eating meat around me like right, i don't yeah. i don't care like, you don't you don't lord your right your your you know you don't see yourself as superior because of your of your liberal mentality right and stuff right like that and that's fine uh, but i th- that is one of the things that i did find interesting about the movie uh however it doesn't go much deeper than the discussion like we just had right right where it's like you know you can't judge a book by its cover one of the people that they kidnapped may or or may not be the the wrong person right you know and that's it Right. It doesn't go like much deeper than yeah. that. Um, in the end, it really just is shock and awe. Every person that you think you recognize from something else, every character actor, you're like, yeah, is that the guy from the thing? He's dead. Yeah. Is that they, the girl from they the thing? Great- He's dead. Yeah, they have like this, uh, I don't know, what do we call them? B-listing listers? Well, I mean, J- Justin Hartley from from uh, a show that you and I really like, uh, This Is Us. Right. And then uh, also- Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, yeah. Uh, you know, niece to Julia Roberts, daughter Ike of- Ike Barinholtz. Uh, Ike Barinholtz is in it. Right. He, he you know, he's around Ethan for a while. Ethan Suppley, is Ethan that Ethan Suppley is in it. Right. But I mean, the, the real big stars in this, everyone will recognize her from Glow. She played like, uh, what was her name? Like uh, Miss Liberty or something like that. Liberty Bell, I Liberty think. Liberty Bell, that's yes. it, in in Glow. But she, she's also in this. And she was in the movie we talked about earlier on in the episode when we talked about Coffee and Kareem on, yes. on Netflix. Betty Gilpin. Uh, so, I mean, she's kind of been making around a little bit of like a star on the rise. I mean, yeah, one weekend and we see her in two different it's movies. Two different movies, right. right? And but like after seeing her here and seeing her in Glow, but I enjoy her. I definitely, yes. I, I definitely enjoy her. Uh, I enjoy her in this. I, I, I thought she was a little over the top in Cream and Coffee, like we talked about earlier. Right, right, right. Um, I, but I love her in Glow. Also, yes, uh, I loved, I loved her as Liberty Bell in that. And so, I mean, her fight scene with Hilary Swank in this was probably the best part of this movie. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, everyone likes a good blood and gore and shit, but this was a straight fight with some like yeah. shocking moments in but the also, like funny moments like when yeah, she goes yeah, yeah. to throw her through the glass door she's like no 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 more glass no more glass so she lets her open the door right and right then right, throws her in. right. It, was, it was a good it was a good time like i'm not saying like this movie is anything more than what is on its surface yeah 100 is a surface movie it's nowhere near as good as a film that came out kind of in the same vein earlier this year ready or not oh, which, okay, which, yes. which i thought kind of took this took this same premise and, right. and also turned it on its head a little bit 
but made it really enjoyable yeah and, you know funny at times but gave us a final girl that you really like got behind it you really enjoyed right watching um this time around n- not so much you know i mm-hmm. I, I was just like okay there's a few chuckles few things that made me go huh but other than that like i was mostly like not with it yeah you know? especially like in the, like it was very intrigued when the movie started the cold open had me like a little like wonky with uh, them on the plane and stuff right and then they but but when they all wake up like in the forest like like the hunger games or some shit yeah yeah yeah. i was with it man uh and then and i was ready to see like an action type movie like we're we're going to see each of these individuals no but they actually pull away from a lot of the kills uh they don't they don't show a lot of the kills too graphically right right um but right there towards the middle it definitely it definitely meanders as she's Mm -hmm. trying to escape she takes a train ride like all this stuff and it all just leads her right back to the same place and right it, it takes you so long to get there even though you knew it had to go there anyway Right, and I, and I thought there was just so many better ways to to go about this story than than that, and it's it's middling to say the least. So I liked it better than Trolls too. Yeah, not, not a whole lot. So it's getting a C plus. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, C, C, pl- C pluses. Yeah, I mean, if I'm this, in that range. Uh, we did pay again 19.99 for in home theater for for this one. Definitely don't recommend that. This will be on a streaming service very soon. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's definitely worth the but wait no for what? anybody to wait for that stream. There service. are a lot of people that did like the hunt because they, I don't know, they just like the you know the gore that was in it, the blood and some of the action that was in it. Because I, you know, some friends on my Facebook feed they did enjoy it. I mean, I. But they also like those kind of movies. Right. It's I'm not saying like I didn't enjoy it. It's not like I'm sitting here saying like it's a terrible movie. I'm just saying it it gives you something that they could uh, it gives you a premise that they could have done a whole lot more with. Yes. And it takes the most sophomoric approach to it possible. Yeah. And, and 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 that's not bad. We need movies like this from time to time, right? This this was a shut my brain off and have a, a little bit of fun. And I need that from time to time. So it definitely earned its place by doing that. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and like sing its praises, right? Nah. Because there's other movies that are that are horrific, gory, and bloody, and, and a little bit funny too. That have did their thing way better, like Upgrade. You know, like that's yeah. a movie that like it, it, it took what it did and it did it far better than what this did. You know, Ready or Not came out and that True. took okay. what this did and it was better than that. So, uh, it, so when I watch this and I I have a mildly okay time watching it, it gets a mildly okay grade. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers this week. I want to thank everybody uh, who took the time to download and listen. If you're enjoying the show, you'd like to follow us on social media, you can head over to, to I, I run the Twitter at Super Movie Pod. Uh, Jay runs the Facebook Super Movie Bros podcast over there. Uh, Super Movie Bros on Instagram as well. And then, of course, if you're really enjoying the show, we ask that you please, please, please leave us a five-star review on the podcast listening app of your choice. That's what helps us show up on on people's searches. That's what helps people find the show more. That's what helps it grow. Uh, and that's what we need to get ourselves to the next level. So if you have the time uh, during this quarantine, please consider leaving us a five-star review. And if you if you type something up, we'll read it out on the show. And then, of course, uh, if you're really enjoying the show, for just $1 a month, you can get all the additional content that's available over on our Patreon. It's, that's patreon.com slash Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.